This is Life Invented. Invent the life you want to lead. Invent the life you want to lead. Be compassionate. Be creative. The possibilities are limitless. Go Broncos. Doing anything for the very first time could sometimes be a little nerve-wracking. Make the experience being the first in your family to go to college and, well, it could feel like you are entering a whole new world. In this episode of Life Invented, we step into the shoes of first-generation college students. Whether you're experienced or not, hear from a few students, alumni, and the director of the LEAD Scholars Program that gained a little insight and inspiration. Let's go! Okay, in way of introduction, we'd like to get a few details from each of you. So uh, as we'd like to say, please dish your deets. My name is Isaac Marcia from Los Angeles, California, born and raised there. My family are all immigrants, which makes me a first-generation American. So my mom's side of the family is from Guatemala. My dad's side of the family is from El Salvador. Throughout my experience here, I've been involved in a lot of leadership roles. Specifically, one that I took like a really large portion of my life was uh, SHIP, which is the Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers. It's like really oriented towards empowerment of uh, Latinos in engineering. And as like a professional national organization as well, I felt like really reaching out to people like me and like in, in communities with like, you know, low socioeconomic status and stuff like that. I felt like that really had an effect on me and like, you know, something I've done in like all my four years here at Santa Clara. Yeah, I've just kind of been like an active member of my community in that way. I am Trevor Romley, graduated in 2015 from Santa Clara with a degree in marketing and a minor in OMIS. My tribe is from Santa Cruz Mountains, but now I would consider my tribe in San Francisco. Most days you could find me at work. I work at Adobe as a program manager. Most days on the weekend you could find me hanging with friends, golfing, skydiving, doing some activity that I enjoy. Um, being a first-gen college student, I think uh, three words I describe it as opportunity, challenging, and I think rewarding. Hi, I'm Bo, um, junior poli-sci and philosophy double major uh, with an emphasis in pre-law. Originally from all over the place, but these days you can pretty much find most of my family in the East Bay, um, so we're kind of close. Really, really passionate about public policy, again, as it pertains to social justice and kind of looking more at housing policy and the disparities in that and kind of examining that a little more. I'm Dr. Erin Kimura Walsh, director of the LEAD Scholars Program. My tribe is from Seattle and from Hawaii. Most days you can find me in the LEAD Scholars Program office. I'm the director of the LEAD Scholars Program. I'm most passionate about helping first-generation college students become successful here at Santa Clara University and more broadly um, an advocate for um, educational equity. My name is Raylene Hernandez. My tribe, I would say, ethnically is from Spain, Mexico, Germany, and Ireland, but uh, locally, San Jose. On most days, you can probably find me in San Filippo or Xavier RLC. Um, I'm a community facilitator there, so um, a lot of my time is spent with residents and just enjoying life with them. I intern at Planned Parenthood, um, so you can see me there a few hours a week. I babysit and do private tutoring. Um, I also work in housing. And um, I also work in Mali, so recreation services. I'm a women's gender studies major, so for me, um, inclusivity and diversity is a big part of my life and a big part of what I would like to do with my life. Women's reproductive rights are a big thing for me. Um, I see that a lot in Planned Parenthood and activism surrounding that. Trevor, you mentioned many years ago receiving an email in your inbox. Tell us about that email and, and what did that ignite? I was originally going to be going to college in San Diego, 
and ended up getting into Santa Clara and then received this email. And it was kind of, you know, we have this program at Santa Clara called Lead and we're interested if you want to join. And, you know, she listed out some information about the program, you know, first generation um, and then, you know, some benefits behind it. And one of them that stood out to me was like priority registration and you get to move in early. And so I remember thinking to myself, well, what does that even mean? You know, <laughs> what what does priority registration mean? Why is it good to move in early? You know, what's the catch? What do I have to give in order to get this? And frankly, there wasn't anyone I could ask. So I remember, you know, going on Google and like looking up all this stuff and trying to figure out, you know, what it meant, one. And, you know, these are benefits. But again, what do I need to give? How do I get these? And so... But I ended up saying yes. I was like, all right, I'll take a risk. I'll try it out. I ended up saying yes. And in retrospect, it was one of the best pre-college decisions I made. Isaac, like, you know, what was your first impression? How did you get introduced to LEAD? The way I got introduced was through the email. And I remember when I first saw it, I was like, oh, I have no idea what this is. Like, uh, as a first-generation college student, I didn't really realize that being a first-generation college student was anything specific or particular to, like, you know, be notified about. So I was just like, oh, someone's done their research and uh, knows that I, I don't know what I'm doing. So I was just like, I'll take the help bid. Thank you very much. <laughs> Raylene, what about you? Getting that email, I just remember telling my parents like, oh, like this is so cool. Like there's a program that can help me in any way. I'm not going to know anybody going into Santa Clara. None of my family went to college. So like, why not try it? And I just thought, well, if somebody is offering an opportunity to be in a program, whatever program that may be, priority registration, I assume that had to do with classes. And I was like, okay, well, why not? Love it. Bo, what, uh, do you have a similar story? Like uh, what was your experience and what was going on at that time when, when you probably received that email? I actually got something in the actual mail, and I remember it pretty vividly because it was my mom and I, and we're sitting in her car, and it's just us. Um, and she opens up the letter, and she sees it, and she reads it, and she's just saying, Bo, you have to do this, you have to do this. And I read it, and like, I don't know what this is. And uh, originally we thought it was some like honors program type thing, and so I was like, I don't know, I'm not that smart, I can't really do that. Um, and you know, just further reading and further research, we found about it, found out more about it, and, and of course the priority registration was big. But... Uh, you know, she just kept on pushing me, and then eventually she just says, like, Bo, like, you know, I didn't go to college. You know, I'm not going to be able to help you with really any of this. So you really need to accept all the help you really can get. And so, you know, I don't know if I went quite to the last day, but it was getting there and getting there because I wasn't even sure if I was going to go to Santa Clara. But once I found out that I was, and you know, I hopped on, I know, and it was, you know, the best decision I think I've made. So thank you, Mom. Did you thank your mom? Oh, every day. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Aaron, as the department and and one of the folks who developed this, why was Lead created? Uh, you know, what what was the need, and uh, what's the intent behind these invitations? The Lead Scholars Program started back in 2003, and we really identified at the university a need to serve underrepresented students um, and tried to figure out what that was going to look like and really identified first-generation college students as a group who could really benefit from um, additional support. Um, and, you know, really this kind of meets this intersection of, you know, men are students from underrepresented um, kind of racial and ethnic backgrounds, um, students from lower socioeconomic backgrounds. Um, we have a number of commuter students who participate in the program, but this all-encompassing experience as first-generation college students. Can you talk about in more detail, like what Santa Clara observed uh, about and, and, and why they felt this was a need that needed to be filled? 
in general, you know, the university is a hard place to navigate. You know, a lot of different departments, a lot of different processes and policies. So I think, you know, for us, it was really you know, realizing that first-generation college students, you know, they didn't, you know, have parents to help them navigate, of course, the university. Um, And so really wanting to provide the support that would help them develop a community with each other so they could connect with each other and they support each other in, you know, so many big and small ways that I, you know, some I hear about in some ways I don't, but just the way in which they kind of walk through this experience together, um, you know, support each other through challenges, um, you know, feed each other on dining points, you know, that they're giving each other, you know, all the little and big ways that they support each other. So really, you know, systemically helping them navigate the university, but really also creating a community um, for them as well that they can rely on, um, both of, of the staff and advisors, but also, you know, each other. There are students out there that will be listening to this that will be in similar positions as all of you. Um, still, even today, you know, lots lots of uh, first-generation college students. Um, what was what was going on in your senior year that uh, especially allowed you to look at this invitation in a positive way to say, sure, yes, I'd, I'd love to accept that invitation? I actually originally didn't want to go to Santa Clara because my family ended up settling in Santa Clara. Um, and I technically my family's house is about three miles away um, from the university campus. And so I wanted to go far away. Eventually the solution was that Santa Clara just gave me all the financial aid I needed to go here. And I think in some ways I didn't get much of a choice in the sense of being able to decide what school do I want to go to. It's more like what school can you afford to go to and therefore here is your decision. I'm thankful that I have enjoyed both the challenges and the benefits from going to Santa Clara and it's taught me a lot. I'm glad that I'm happy here. However, um, I wonder what my decision would have been um, if I had the financial means to decide. I was warned coming in that it was going to be a majority white school um, because they, my teachers and my counselors had explained to me that that was going to be a really big shock, um, especially coming from both communities and schools that weren't uh, majority white. That was a big part of, I guess, like my decision, one, to go into lead and then to stay in lead. Um, And again, I, I echo that it was probably one of the best decisions I've made. So kind of going off of that, I, I come from a, a single parent, black mom, you know, with two sisters. So she's a single mom with three kids. And so financially, college was never really feasible, per se. That being said, it was never something that was to be factored in until after I had applied, until after I found out where I'd gotten into. Um, and so, like Raylene said, you know, Santa Clara's financial aid was what really like sealed the decision for me. That being said, I, I've loved Santa Clara and I've really loved my opportunities here. Your mom indicated that she didn't go to college and that there was going to be some challenges. Did you notice that, like, while in high school? Did you um, notice the differences maybe between other friends that, that did have parents uh, that went to college? And if so, what, what did you observe? Growing up, you know, kind of all through my life, you know, my mom was a waitress. And so a lot of the times she had to work that graveyard shift. And so it was a lot more difficult. And so I would notice that, you know, people around me, okay, they have their parents, they're here, they're, you know, helping them with homework and whatnot. I don't necessarily have that. And it's not out of malice or ill will, not that my mom doesn't want to, right? She just can't because she has to put food on the table. And so, you know, I had my older sister for that. And so already looking around and, and seeing that difference and that disparity, it kind of makes you think, it's like, okay, am I qualified? You know, is my, you know, 14-year-old sister teaching me the same things that these 40-year-old parents can teach their kids? And, and am I going to be able to keep up with this world? So that kind of thought sticks with you all through childhood and all through high school. And then when it comes time to actually apply, it's like, 
man, okay, like here, here it is. Here's where I actually see if I, I can keep up with those people. And so, you know, luckily I could. So. <laughs> um, Trevor, now you have some distance because you are alumni. Can you, can you do a little bit of contrast? Uh, the before and then, you know, when, when you had the support of the lead community, what did that look like, you know, on a day-to-day basis throughout your college career? College for me was a strict economic, like, which can I get the most money from? And that's where I'm going to go. And I said it was between San Jose State and Santa Clara. And it was essentially like, I'm going to get four years of scholarship from the government on top of what a school is offering me. And if I go to a big school like San Jose State, that's a state school, I might have to do more than four years there, which is going to come straight out of my pocket. Um, And so I was like, I'll know that with a private university, I'll be able to get the classes that I want and I'll be done in four years. And so... In retrospect, socioeconomic level, I think, is the biggest gap here and was the biggest eye-opener for me. It wasn't necessarily race. It wasn't anything else besides just that huge gap that exists between me and most of my, the majority of other students that I knew and the majority of my network here. And the fact that I was making more money interning as a sophomore in college than the most money my mother ever made in her entire life on an hourly wage. Wow, wow, wow. Um, and so it's just little things like that really kind of open you, your eyes to just this huge gap that I, I never knew anything else growing up. Where LEAD comes into it and this great opportunity that LEAD is, is you can be as engaged in this community and as involved that you want and need. Kind of having a home away from home. Absolutely. Um, Isaac, I want to come back to you. But uh, before we do, Aaron, I'd love, you know, (laughs) finances has come up now uh, around the table. How does Santa Clara approach that? I mean, clearly college is is not cheap anywhere around the country. Uh, And how does the LEAD program really help to fill those gaps that, that were mentioned? You know, the LEAD Scholars Program um, has grown a great deal in the past couple years, and a few of our newer initiatives include um, micro-grants. So these are grants for students who, you know, have either some sort of emergency expense, living expense, education-related expense. So a lot of students who, you know, need to maybe travel home for a family emergency and need money right away, right? Um, Students whose laptop break in the middle of the quarter and they are struggling to, you know, just keep up with the quarter. So we're able to help them with laptops and things like that. And, it's, and it um, sounds like also there's there's uh, different programs uh, here on campus and, and those cost money too. And I think that that's a gap that gets filled, right? Yeah, definitely. So there's been housing deposits too, right? Financial aid does not come through until the quarter starts, but your, you know, deposit to get that off-campus house is due when it's due, right? So we've been able to help students um, with that funding as well. Within LEAD, we also have a new fellowship program, so students can apply for funding to do study abroad, to do an unpaid internship, to do undergraduate research. As you can tell from many of our students, you know, most of the times they, they need to find some sort of paying job. Um, and so a lot of these opportunities you know, may not be available to them because of finances. So with the fellowship, we're able to help fund that as well. And we have a brand new scholarship. It's a small scholarship program, um, you know, primarily for students who face financial challenges while they're here. That's great. I see a lot of nodding heads around the table. So if you were helped financially in some way, shape, or form by the LEAD program, say amen. Amen. <laughs> amen, 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 amen. Yeah. So Isaac, what was going on? Um, you know, what was your experience like senior year? And then um, juxtapose that for us uh, for LEAD week, like your experience during LEAD week. 
I went to high school at a predominantly white institution. And so I had the interesting culture shock of going to lead week and meeting people that looked like me and come from similar backgrounds like me and like people I can identify with. And I just like kind of exploded. I, at first I was like, didn't know how to react. I was like, oh my gosh. But then once I re realized we're all like, I don't know, it's kind of like this all like, hey, we're all in the same boat together. Like, you know, let's just rock and have a good time. I really felt like that was like a really great experience for me in my lead week. And I, I really felt like I connected really like across like different peoples and like, you know, people with like within without out of my major and just like, you know, living in the dorms, I felt like was like really like a really good experience for me. So, like I said, it was just I felt like I found my home. And like ever since that, like, dude, lead week started a family and that family's just kept with me since. Are you guys the same? Like are you guys hanging out with a lot of people that you met during lead week? I live with them. <laughs> you live with them yeah what, what, what other uh, experiences did you guys have during lead week because I live so close what I chose to do was um, put that I was going to be living off campus so then I commuted for my first year of college which was an interesting experience in itself and I was really afraid that I just wasn't going to have as many friends or be as involved um, because I was a commuter and I had been told that like the experience of commuters especially at Santa Clara hasn't been the best and still isn't and so I was really worried about that and then I kind of just as I was going through lead week, like it was just so fun. Um, and then going into school, I was like, wow, I have like 76 friends or however many people were in lead week going off like right into the school <laughs> yeah, year. Um, yeah, and yeah. that made it so much more bearable. But what are some of the uh, things that you guys did in lead week? Like what, what, what's the purpose and what are you experiencing during that week? It's the first ever interaction that, you know, you get in college, you know, as a lead student, you know, it's the first thing that isn't high school. And it's so essential, you know, because it's an entire week before classes are started. And so you have time to figure out where you are, orient yourself. And of course, getting into the dorms early is just amazing. You get to meet your roommate. Um, and it just, you know, puts you onto the game in a way. And you kind of see how it all works and you get to know where these classes are. So you're not some, you know, lost ant in the middle of a whole bunch of people. And like Raylene said, you know, 76 friends just straight out of the bat just makes it so much more bearable and you, you're just so much more confident and, and being able to be a college student in general. And that confidence really, you know, manifests itself in your ability to, to work well and, and to get things done. And so lead week, you know, it's a good time and it is tiring, it's long. And it, it, but it's a great time where you're building all of these relationships, which are just so invaluable for the near future and the, the far future. Yeah. So. And just speaking of the future, Trevor, you're in the, the future that all of these uh, students will have in a couple of years. You're in the working world. Um, what, what's, what's that takeaway? What do you appreciate most about LEAD and, and even if you're utilizing some of those learnings in, in your world today? I wouldn't say that I necessarily had just the community of people I met during lead week or league students, I would say it's actually opposite. Whereas, you know, people that I lived with in years to come throughout my college, none of them were part of lead. But it wasn't to say that I wasn't very good friends with them and wouldn't see them and interact with them on a regular basis. It was just, I kind of almost had my lead community and then my separate community. And so I found that very beneficial to me and kind of the environment and how I wanted my college experience to go. You know, there's so many benefits that come from it. And then you could take from that what you will and what makes sense for you and carry that on through your yeah. four years and even post-college. 
So it is what you make it. Yeah, yeah. And you are giving back. You're coming back as alumni. You're working with students. I, I like, try to do, you know, and I, you know, I try to give back in all the ways that I'm capable of, not just donating money, because I did work at the call center for two years. So <laughs> God bless their souls. Like, it's so challenging. So I do that as well. But trying to give back in other ways than monetary, yeah. um, I think is important. All right. Isaac, complete this sentence for me, please. Uh, if it wasn't for lead, dot, dot, dot. Okay, I'm going to be honest. If it wasn't for lead, I don't know where I'd be right now. I mean, just figuring out how to get to college was just super impossible. You know, it's just like really hard. Like, I don't even know how the system works. And it's like, you know, like, you know, having like an immigrant family, it's like, you know, even if, if they can even like read what you're like trying to explain to them, like how do you even like explain the concept of that to them? You know, it was really kind of like kind of took me by the hand and be like, hey, this is how you college. And I'm just like, oh, God. This is how you college. <laughs> I, was like, Thank I you. love it. That's a T-shirt. <laughs> Raylene, what about you? Uh, yeah, when you said that, I was like, oh, God. Like, I felt like very uh, upset almost um, at the thought of not having lead. It would have been very challenging for me to do without people of color by my side. And granted, I, I wouldn't have met all of my closest friends. I continually find myself with lead people no matter what. Um, even in classes, I'll tend to be like the one lead person. I'm like, oh, hello. And I'll just go sit with them. Even in coming first years, like it's like an automatic, oh, you're in lead. Okay. I love you kind of thing. And, and Bo, as a, a special shout out to your mother as well for the great advice she gave you. Uh, if it wasn't for lead. If it wasn't for lead, man, I, I don't think I'd be at Santa Clara. I know I would have been homeless at least twice. I would have gone hungry for you know months. So man, yeah. <laughs> Well, Aaron, you've heard some of the result of the team's work. Um, if you were out there talking to uh, potential students and they happen to be from a family where they're first-time generational uh, college students, what, what would you like to say to them? How, how would you like – they're, they're going to get the email probably if they decide to, to come to the school, but what also would you like to say? I would just tell potential lead scholars that – there's a space for them here, that there's a community for them here, that there's support here in the Lead Scholars Program. And it can be scary to reach out for help, but once you do, we'll be here in any way that you need us. Awesome. All right. <laughs> I know. I feel like that was a, uh, a wonderful group hug. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> last question. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, man. Congratulations to you guys. You, you guys, you know, have uh, made it through a variety of challenges uh, and from all aspects, it looks like you're very successful at it. You still got some ways to go. Trevor, thanks for coming back to Santa Clara. Thanks for, for giving back. And uh, thank you guys for your time. We appreciate it. Go Broncos. Thank you. Go Broncos. Thanks for having us. You've just listened to the Life Invented podcast presented by Santa Clara University. And there's so much more to explore. Visit us at scu.edu slash podcasts and learn more about Santa Clara's commitment to innovation and inspiring opportunities. Hi, I'm Eva Blanco Macias, and uh, we are excited to have you on campus. And we hope that Santa Clara is the place where you decide to attend so that we can be part of you inventing the life that you want.